Good morning. I'm Father Matt Kovisk, and I'm the rector of St. Mark's Anglican Church in Elkhorn. Now, this day is the Sunday before Easter, which is known to many Christians as Palm Sunday. And as you probably remember, it's the beginning of the Christian commemoration of Holy Week. And this day kind of provides a bridge between the season of Lent, where we focus on repentance, and Holy Week, where we walk the way of the cross with Jesus once more recounting the events leading up to Christ's crucifixion and death on the cross on Calvary. And Palm Sunday itself commemorates Jesus' final entry into Jerusalem. Now, much like Jesus' ministry, his entry into Jerusalem was a, a humble procession. There was no drama, there was no muss, there was no fuss. Now, that was in direct competition with the Roman procession that was happening around the same time. For see, it was the Passover in Jerusalem, and the Passover was a high holy day for the Jews. And of course, the Romans would want to piggyback on this and use the event to show their power and domination over the Jews. And if there are two words that describe the events of Holy Week, it's power and domination. This is actually one of the darkest weeks of the church year, and while we start with the parade, again, who doesn't love a parade, the events of this week grow darker and darker by the day. And as I've mentioned on these sermons before, one of my favorite services during Holy Week is the traditional service of Tenebrae. Now, this service takes place in the evening of the Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday of Holy Week. And at the beginning of the service, there is a candelabra at the front of the church. As readings are read and prayers prayed, the lights are extinguished one by one. It's quite a moving service, and as the darkness sets in during the service, you get a sense of the darkness that surrounds Palm Sunday and the events of Holy Week. We hear the stories of the disciples and the others betraying and fleeing from Jesus one by one. And while we're a lot more used to this metaphorical darkness than we once were, after all, we've been living in the midst of a pandemic for the last year. And as the darkness descends upon us this week, and while we enter into these events once more, it's actually easy for us to get completely swallowed by the darkness. For lots of people, it's so easy to be swallowed by the darkness that comes with this week that they would rather just actually avoid the whole thing. I know lots of people that avoid the whole crucifixion and death of Jesus because it makes them feel uncomfortable. It disturbs their theology. So, what do I do to reflect on the events of Holy Week, but not fall into the darkness that surrounds these events? Well, our New Testament reading for this week might help us here. And if you want to follow along at home, we'd be reading from Philippians 2, 5-11. These events of Palm Sunday and Holy Week are dark, especially if you believe that Jesus Christ, this is the Son of God. In these events of Palm Sunday and Holy Week, we hear the events leading up to the trial, the crucifixion, and the death of the Son of God. And when we remember that at that point in the ministry of Jesus around 0 AD, when we remember that it was common belief that gods did not interact with humanity like Jesus once did, I can't help but wonder if it puts everything into a different light. In these events, we hear about the Son of God, a part of the majestic 
and most holy and undivided trinity put to death like a common criminal. We, many of us believe, especially at that point in time, that gods were above the fray of human life. They didn't have any real kind of relationship with humanity. Gods tended to be far off in the distance. In addition to that simple fact, you might be asking the question about what prevented Jesus from exercising his fully divine nature and using it to get himself out of the situation like some sort of magic trick. And in fact, there was nothing that kept him from exercising his divine nature and using it to get himself out of the situation. But as St. Paul points out in his letter to the Philippians, Christ did not exploit his divine nature to escape what needed to be done. For he, quote, did not regard equality with God as something to be exploited. Philippians 2, 6a. Jesus knew that he had to go through these dark times in order to finally defeat sin and death. He knew that going through this would bring to fulfillment the Father's plan for the world, that his sacrifice once for all on Calvary's tree would bring the people of God closer to the most holy and undivided trinity. How deep the fa- was the Father's love for us, that he should send his only Son, that we might be in right relationship with him. This is something for us to hold on to as we hear these harrowing stories of betrayal once again in the events of Palm Sunday and Holy Week. And my friends, in all of this, I'm reminded of the simple words of the hymn, There is a Green Hill Far Away, and the final verse. O dearly, dearly has he loved, and we must love him too, and trust in his redeeming blood and try his works to do. My friends, this week, let us go forward into the events of Holy Week, into the events of Jesus' trial, crucifixion, and death, once again knowing that they tell the story of our own redemption from sin and death, and that these two things have no dominion over us. Let us go forward into these events, knowing that we have a God who emptied himself so that we might live. Let us go forward giving thanks for the love and compassion for us that God showed to us by sending us Jesus Christ, his son, to die for us so that we might truly know the love of the Father. And so we pray. Holy Jesus, grant us grace in that sacrifice to place all our trust for life renewed, pardon sin, and promise good. Thanks be to God.